What's up, everybody? This is your main man, Tyler, here with the Around the Bases podcast. Here to recap week 12 of the collegiate softball season, as well as look forward to the final week of the regular season for every conference that isn't the Big West, Mountain West, Pac-12, and West Coast Conference, as we are getting ready to start conference tournaments next week. Um... So, with that said, I wanted to lead off with a little Athletes Unlimited news. Um, Athletes Unlimited has uh, reached a deal with ESPN for the next two years of their coverage. They will also carry live coverage of the softball draft tonight, May 4th. And yes, I'm sorry, I am up at after midnight recording this for you all, so forgive me if I'm a little bit tired here. Um, but the entirety of Aux softball, which will be a lead up into the a- actual season three of Athletes Unlimited, will be across ESPN, ESPNU, and ESPN2 networks, while the third season as a whole will be across ESPN2, ESPNU, and ESPN+. Plus which I think is absolutely great news. I think ESPN should be fully on board putting as much softball on their airways as they can during the summer. Um, softball's been proven to be a huge, a massive hit as a, in recent years. And I think by putting it on television during the summer when there's not a lot going down, I think that's a fantastic move for ESPN to continue to grow professional softball and uh, forgive me um, and basically I think this is a great deal for ESPN and for Athletes Unlimited because they had sort of a, a combo package for the first two seasons um, but I think this is a fantastic way to bring it to a bigger audience moving forward um and I'm excited to see what it does and watch. I'm sure I'm going to watch. Um, I will see what the Athletes Unlimited softball draft looks like tonight. And I will. I'll probably include that into next week's episodes or episode. Uh, but I'll get to that at the end of the episode today. Um, but moving on to the week 12 recap. Um, We'll start off with JMU not only canceled their series at home against Delaware this past weekend, they canceled the rest of their season, and I think that is the right move uh, for them. Um, I think it's, they need, they're going to need time to heal and process everything that went down. Um, So I think that's a smart move on their part, even though I know it wasn't an easy decision for the coaches to come to. Um, But I think it's 100% the right move, and I really am always, I always have my thoughts with them. Um, But especially since in the past week since that's happened, I've been kind of off personally because of this, but... um, Time is the best healing factor, and they have plenty of it to get ready for the next season um, as their first year in the Sun Belt Conference. Um, so we'll see how they we'll see 
them next uh, next year in the fall, uh, next year in the Sun Belt. Um, looking forward to that. And the first home game next year should be a, a raucous um, tribute and um, just an overall good time with the softball community in and around James Madison. Um, but I'll, that's all I wanted to touch on that. Um, Don Bodrug's 12 strikeouts and Courtney Coppersmith both threw dueling no-hitters, but Stony Brook got the win at home against UMBC in a 2 to nothing win. Now, unfortunately, Stony Brook is on top of America East, but since they're moving to the CAA as a full member next year, they are ineligible for the America East Championship so that's just something I want to um, I wanted to you to be in on um, as we move into conference tournaments this next week. Um, Tennessee picked up a solid road win as they took down Liberty seven to two. Remember they Liberty took out Duke at home the week before or a couple weeks before whenever that was, um, but they couldn't knock off Tennessee at home. Excuse me. Told you it's late, so just bear with me. Uh, Western Kentucky scored three in the first and didn't look back as they pulled off the massive upset at home over Alabama in a three-to-one victory. Huge, absolutely monumental win for Western Kentucky. Pretty sure it's going to go down as um, as the f- their highest home crowd or their biggest home crowd that they've ever had. And that's absolutely wonderful to hear. So kudos to the Hilltoppers for getting that massive win. Alabama's been in sort of a funk here lately, um, but we'll see how that trends towards the tournaments. Um, but Carly Spade hit two more homers in Miami of Ohio's 11-1 to win at Eastern Kentucky. Mississippi State managed to take down Southern Miss 5-4 to at home. UCLA steamrolled Cal State Fullerton in a 13-0 five-inning win at home. Allie Skaggs, two homers, five RBIs, led Arizona in an 11-0 six-inning win at New Mexico State. On Thursday, Adriana Romano's 12, uh, 11 strikeouts led Siena to a 7-1 win over Hartford in their first game of a doubleheader. Shelby Denman's 13 strikeouts led Stony Brook to a 4-2 win over Hofstra at home. 12 strikeouts by Kelly Maxwell. (sighs) Forgive me again. Um, Weren't enough as an error by Kylie Naomi. Gifted Florida State the walk-off in Tallahassee in a 2-1 9-inning victory on Thursday night throwdown on ESPN. Friday, Oakland opened their series at home with Robert Morris with a 6-0 win. Samantha Fowler's 10-strikeout two-hitter led Long Beach State to a 1-0 series opening win at home against um, Hawaii. North Texas opened their series at UAB with a 3-2 win. Weber State took the series opener at home against Sacramento State in a 7-4 win to stay unbeaten. And Weber State ensured their series win with a a 5-0 win in Game 2. Keely Richard's 15 strikeouts led Virginia Tech to a 3-0 win at Boston College. 
Zoe Jones doubled two homers, seven RBIs, combined with Addison Barnard's double three homers, seven RBIs, led Wichita State to a 24-1 five-inning win at Eastern Carolina. Wichita State's offense is starting to roll now. And they'll get a chance to prove themselves this weekend in their final regular season weekend. Um, but we'll get to that. Uh, Chloe Culp's homer in the sixth lifted Florida State to the home two-game sweep of Oklahoma State in a 2-1 to win on ESPNU on Friday night. Ohio State takes the series opener um, with Nebraska 6-2 at home. Haley Dulcini's 14 strikeouts lifted Texas past Texas Tech 5-4 on the road. Boise State opened their series at Utah State with an 8-4 victory. Morgan Comers' home run lifted Wisconsin past Penn State in a 1-0 10-inning win to open their series. Clemson opened their series with a George uh, with Georgia Tech with a 4-1 victory at home. Natalie Den Hartog's three-run homer lifts Minnesota past Michigan in 3-2 win on the road. <sighs> Forgive me again. Kentucky took their home series opener with Mississippi State in a 7-3 victory. Southern Miss scores three in the sixth to take down Western Kentucky in a 4-3 win at home. Olivia Lackey's 13 strikeouts led South Alabama to an 8-1 home victory over Georgia Southern. Texas State opens their series at home with a 5-1 win over Troy. Uh, Mer Mari Chavez's double homer six RBIs lead BYU to an 18-1 five-inning win over Santa Clara. Auburn took down Georgia 6-3 to open at home to open their series. LSU rolls to a 9-1 six-inning home victory over Florida to open their series. Hattie Moore's three homers, six RBIs, including a walk-off in the eighth, lifted Missouri past Texas A&M 8-6 at home in their series opener. Brooke Carter's 10 strikeouts lifted Utah Valley past Seattle University on the road in a 7-4 9-inning victory. Arizona State opens their home series against Cal with a 9-3 win. Valerie Wong's two homers, three RBIs lifted Oregon to a series opening 5-0 win at home against Oregon State. Madison Huskies, two homers, three RBIs lifted Washington to a series opening 5-0 win at home or at Stanford. Moving on to Saturday's action, Georgina Cork finished off an 11 strikeout perfect game that rain made them finish on Saturday in a 4-0 win over Houston because their game on Friday night got rained out or was started on Friday but ended on Saturday. Um, but then in the second game, She went out and threw another 11 strikeouts in a 2-0 victory to ensure the series win. LSU commits four errors to help Florida even the series on the road in a 6-1 loss. Uh, UAB responds to even their series with a 2-1 win over North Texas. 
Robert Morris evens the series at Oakland with a 4 nothing win in Game 1. Robert Morris then held off Oakland to win the series on the road in a 5-3 win in Game 2, which now has them in first place in the Horizon League. Kerr Canetto's double in the sixth lifts Liberty to a series opening 1-0 win at North Florida in Game 1. Liberty then took the series at North Florida thanks to a 6-2 win later that day in Game 2. Valerie Cagle's 10-strikeout one-hitter leads Clemson to a series win at home against Georgia Tech in a 3-0 victory. Weaver State finishes off the home sweep of Sacramento State with an 8-0 five-inning win. Sam Hackenbracht walks it off to give Ohio State the series win versus Nebraska in a 5-4 victory. Boise State rolls to the series win at Utah State with a 10-2 five-inning victory on Saturday. Lenny Malkins, two homers, four RBIs, lead Arkansas past South Carolina, 8-4 at home. Wisconsin took the series at Penn State thanks to an 8-1 victory. Penn State salvaged the home series with Wisconsin thanks to a walk-off 4-3 win in Game 2 later that day. Caitlin Rogers walks it off to give Texas State the series win against Troy in a 2-0 win. 2-1 win, excuse me. Uh, Loyola Marymount rolls to a Game 1 7-0 win at San Diego to open their series. Then they got the series win at San Diego with a 5-1 win later that day in Game 2. Mary-Kate Browns, two homers, four RBIs, lifted Central Arkansas to a uh, lifted Central Arkansas past North Alabama in 6-3 series opening win in Game 1. Later that day, Central Arkansas held them off in Game 2 for the series win at North Alabama in a 6-5 win. Uh, Mississippi State evens the series at Kentucky thanks to a 6-2 victory. Long Beach State takes a 7-1 win in Game 1 over Hawaii to win the series. Later that day, Hawaii salvaged the series by avoiding the sweep at, in, uh, at Long Beach State with a 6-5 win in Game 2. Melina Livingston's double evens the series from Michigan at home against Minnesota in a 1-0 win. Southern Miss holds off Western Kentucky to win the series and fr- frankly stunned me with a 4-3 win. Um, I figured beating Alabama at home, they would be well easily beating Southern Miss, who's having trouble in Conference USA right now. Um, but that's what I get for thinking, I guess. So, that's on me. Um, Washington got the series win versus Stanford thanks to a 2 nothing victory. Kimberly Wirtz, homer, four RBIs, lifted Missouri to a series win against Texas A&M in a 7-2 victory. Caitlin Riley walks it off to give Ole Miss the series opening win against Tennessee in a 5-4 victory. Lindsey Wall-Jaspers, two homers, five RBIs, lifted Charlotte to a 10-2 five-inning win at Florida International, or FIU for short. Jasmine Miller's two homers, five, uh, six RBIs, led Eastern Kentucky to a 16-7 win at Lipscomb. Two runs in the sixth lifted Auburn to a home series win over Georgia in a 4-3 victory. Arizona State rolls to the series win against Cal with a 13-5 five-inning win. 
Hannah Bowen's 11 strikeouts led Arizona past Fresno State in a 5-1 victory. McKenna Clithermis's 11 strikeouts plus a throwing error lift Oregon to the series win in Eugene against Oregon State with a 4-3 victory. Moving on to Sunday's action, Keeley Richard's 12 strikeouts led Virginia Tech to an 8-4 win at Boston College, thus handing them the ACC regular season title, which is absolutely outstanding and well-deserved. Uh, Nebraska salvaged their series by avoiding the sweep at Ohio State with a 9-1 five-inning uh, five victory. South Florida finished off a home sweep of Houston with a 7-0 win. Michigan got the home series win over Minnesota thanks to an 8-4 win. Matty Moore walked it off to give Clemson the sweep against Georgia Tech in a 3-2 eight-inning win at home. Texas State finished off the home sweep of Troy thanks to a 5-2 victory. Cheyenne Lindsay's homer in the ninth leads Florida to a series win at LSU in a 2-1 win. Boise State completes the sweep at Utah State thanks to a 6-0 victory. Sydney Sickles' 11 strikeouts weren't enough as Brittany Ford walks it off in Indiana's 3-2 11-inning win over Illinois. Liberty finished off the sweep and stayed unbeaten in the Atlantic Sun with a 5-1 win at North Florida, thereby clinching the number one seed in the Atlantic Sun tournament and the Atlantic Sun regular season championship. Uh, Kentucky gets the home series win over Mississippi State with a 9-5 victory. Jenny Bressler's 10 strikeout one hitter leads UNLV to a 5-0 win at New Mexico. North Alabama avoids the home sweep to Central Arkansas with a 3-2 8-inning walk-off win. Still, Central Arkansas is on top of the West Division of the Atlantic Sun. Still, though, North Alabama still has work to do if they want to make the Atlantic Sun tournament, but that we'll talk about that next week. Uh, Georgia avoids the sweep at Auburn with a 6-3 victory. Emily Winstead's 10 strikeouts weren't enough as Elon got the road win at North Carolina uh, UNC Wilmington in a 1-0 8-inning win. Missouri finished off the home sweep of Texas A&M thanks to an 11-6 win. Caitlin Cook's homer 5 RBIs outdueled Leah Jenkins' 5 homer 5 RBIs as Colorado State got the 16-9 victory over Nevada. Washington finished off the home sweep of Stanford thanks to a 3-1 victory. After a close series but no wins thus far, Utah rolled to avoid a sweep at UCLA in an 8-0 five-inning win. Uh, Maggie Balance, 10 strikeouts, led San Diego State to an 8-3 win at San Jose State. Loyola Marymount. Finished off the sweep at San Diego thanks to a 7-4 win. Arizona State rolled to a series sweep at home against Cal thanks to an 8-0 five-inning win. Samantha Hayer's 13 strikeouts led Northern Iowa to a 6-3 win over Indiana State. Sydney Fried 
Frijanes, that's probably pronounced horribly wrong. Uh, Frijanes, hopefully. Uh, two doubles, seven RBIs. Sorry if I mispronounced your last name. Uh, led Cal State Northridge to a 10-1 winning at Cal State Bakersfield. Lyle Laney's 10 strikeouts led North Dakota State to a 7-3 win at North Dakota. Tennessee rolls to even the series at Ole Miss in a 10-1 six-inning victory. Oregon finished off the home sweep of their rival from Corvallis in a 4-2 win on Sunday. And let's move on to Monday's action. Kelly Lynch's 16 strikeouts led Washington in a 9-1 five-inning win over Utah Valley. And Ole Miss stole the series on Mike Dupp's senior night on at the SEC Network over Tennessee with a 3-1 victory. Honestly can say I didn't see Ole Miss taking down Tennessee. Quite a surprise to me. Um, but it was senior night, so a lot of emotions running high in that, uh, that stadium, uh, I'm sure. Uh, but lastly... Yesterday, a wild game was ended early due to weather as Virginia Tech picked up a solid home victory over Liberty in a 13-9 game that finished in uh, the bottom of the sixth. So that's your Week 12 recap. Let's look at the conference standings. McNeese State still on top of the Southland. They are a game up on Southeastern Louisiana. Texas Southern is by far and away the best team in the uh, SWAC or the Southwest Athletic Conference. Uh, Liberty, I mentioned they've wrapped up the Atlantic Sun one seed in the tournament and regular season title there first, obviously. North Florida still second. Central Arkansas sits behind them in third with Jacksonville State and North Alabama right behind them. Louisiana is on top of the Sun Belt, as you would expect. South Alabama second, Texas State third, Troy fourth. Huge game in the, or huge series in the Sun Belt this weekend, which I will get to later. Arkansas has clinched at least a share of the SEC regular season title, and if they take just one game against South Carolina this weekend, they will clinch it outright. So, Courtney Diefel's got this Arkansas team really rolling these past two seasons. And they are certainly a special team that I would expect to see in Oklahoma City this uh, next month. Uh, but we'll get, we'll hope, we'll, a lot has to happen before that. Um, Alabama's second, three games behind Arkansas. Tennessee's third, Missouri's fourth, Florida's fifth. Auburn, Georgia, Kentucky, and LSU are all tied for 6th. Ole Miss is 10th, Mississippi State's 11th, South Carolina, uh, Texas A&M's 12th, South Carolina 13th. George Washington is on top of the Atlantic 10, and it's, I believe, a 3-game lead, if I saw uh, looked at it correctly. Virginia Tech, I mentioned they've clinched the ACC regular season title. They are in 1st. Duke 2nd, Florida State 3rd, Notre Dame 4th, Clemson 5th. Basically, it's all about seeding at this point. Clemson doesn't play this weekend or in the ACC. Um, so there's still a couple seeding things that needed to be need to be worked out in the ACC. Um, 
since Stony Brook is ineligible for the America East Championship, I'm not including them in my standings. So UMBC would be technically number first right now in the America East. But Stony Brook technically has the better record than UMBC. Weber State's on top of the big sky, not re particularly close as they're still unbeaten, but USC Upstate still on top of the Big South with Presbyterian Campbell and Longwood tied for second one game behind them, waiting for them to slip up. And one of them will have a chance at them this weekend, which I will get to in a little bit. Uh, Northwestern is now on top of the Big Ten with Nebraska second. Illinois third. Maryland, shockingly, is fourth in the Big Ten. Wisconsin fifth, Michigan sixth. And Ohio State and Penn State are tied for seventh. North Texas and Louisiana Tech are tied uh, atop Conference USA. Western Kentucky, Marshall, and Florida Atlantic are all tied for third. UAB sixth, Charlotte seventh. So it looks like Charlotte may sneak into the Conference USA tournament, uh, but we still have one week to play. Uh, Robert Morris, like I mentioned, they've leapfrogged Oakland to take the Horizon League uh, lead right now. Oakland sits behind them in second. Cleveland State sits behind them in third. Canisius is on top of the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference, or MAC, 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 whatever, however you want to pronounce it. Um... Morgan State is on top of the MEAC, Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference. Howard is right behind them, I think a game behind in second. And Norfolk State's a game behind them in third. Uh, Northern Iowa is on top of the Missouri Valley, and it's not really even close. So I think Northern Iowa's wrapped up the Missouri Valley regular season title. Belmont has now flipped the script on Murray State, taking the lead in the Ohio Valley with Murray State in second. UNCG and Sanford are tied atop the Southern Conference right now, and we'll get to their situation later. Uh, San Diego, or blah, South Dakota State's on top of the Summit League. Omaha sits not too far behind in second. Grand Canyon, Stephen F. Austin are tied atop the WAC. Central Florida's on top of the American, Wichita State second, South Florida third. UConn's on top of the Big East with Villanova in second. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State tied for the Big 12 lead with Texas in third. Miami of Ohio is on top of the MAC, not really that close. St. Francis is on top of the Northeast Conference. Boston University still perfect in the uh, Patriot League. Lehigh is in second. Princeton's on top of the Ivy League. Harvard's not too far behind them. Um... Cal State Fullerton's on top of the Big West, three games ahead of Long Beach State. South uh, San Diego State's on top of the Mountain West still, with Boise State and UNLV tied for second. Arizona State has a one-game lead on UCLA in the Pac-12. Washington third, Stanford fourth, Oregon fifth, Oregon State sixth, and Arizona, Cal, and Utah are all tied for last. And lastly, Loyola Marymount is on top of the West Coast Conference with BYU in second. So let's move on to the RPI rankings. 
Um, St. Francis, 143. UMBC, 113. George Washington, 97. Murray State, 90. North Alabama, 88. Grand Canyon, 83. Central Arkansas, 80. Troy, 79. North Florida, 78. Miami of Ohio, 71. USC of State, 70. UNCG, 68. UNLV, 63. UConn, 62. Cal State Fullerton, 61. Texas State, 59. South Alabama, 57. North Texas, 55. Weber State, 54. Loyola Marymount, 52. BYU, 50. Boston University, 49. South Dakota State, 47. San Diego State, 46. Boise State, 45. Western Kentucky, 42. Wichita State, 41. South Florida, 40. Charlotte, 35. Stanford, 34. Louisiana, 33. Nebraska, 32. Liberty, 31. Michigan, 25. Ohio State, 24. Georgia Tech, 23. Notre Dame, 22. Kentucky, 20. LSU, 19. Georgia's, 18. Central Florida, 17. Oregon, 16. Texas, 15. Arizona State, 14. Duke, 13. Washington, 12. Tennessee, 11. Clemson, 10. Florida, 9. Oklahoma State, 8. Northwestern, 7. Arkansas, 6. UCLA, 5. Alabama, 4. Florida State, 3. Oklahoma, 2. Virginia Tech, 1. So all of those things having been said, let's look at the Week 13 schedule starting tonight. Iowa takes on Northern Iowa, and I'm intrigued to see this because I think Northern Iowa very easily could beat Iowa even though Iowa is Big Ten. Um, so I'm very intrigued to see how that game plays out. And then the huge one, Florida at Florida State. Um, if I remember correctly, Florida State took down Florida on their field. I could be remembering that wrong, but um, that's a massive game in Tallahassee. Um, again, bragging rights are on the line in the state of Florida for who the best team is. Um, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing how that game plays out. Just so you know. Um, looking ahead to the series this weekend, whether it starts on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, what have you. Um, Oregon at Stanford for three games is a very intriguing one. Um, I think Stanford wins that at home 2-1. Penn State at Illinois for three games. Uh, I want to believe in Penn State, but Illinois is too good for them. Um, LSU at Mississippi State for three games. I'm going to take LSU. Uh, Central Florida at Wichita State. A battle between the top two teams in the American um, in Kansas. Um... I am going to take Wichita State because of their offense. Arkansas, Texas A&M for three games. Oh, well. excuse me. Arkansas is playing Texas A&M this weekend, so if they take one game from them, they're outright SEC champions. Forgive me on that. Um, which I think Arkansas will go ahead and just sweep them. 
even though they're on the road. Uh, Missouri at Alabama, three games. Alabama needs this series badly, but Missouri's playing really good softball. Um, I'm going to say, being at the Rhodes house, I'll say Alabama wins the series. Michigan at Wisconsin for three games is kind of a huge game. Um, one of them is certainly looking to launch themselves into the upper echelon of the Big Ten right now. Um, I don't really see a winner there, in my opinion. Um, Ole Miss at Georgia for three games. Georgia at home, for sure. Uh, Auburn at Tennessee for three games is a very intriguing one, but give me Tennessee there. A battle between the top two teams in the Pac-12, UCLA at Arizona State. I'm looking forward to that series very much. Um, ultimately, I think UCLA is just going to prove too much for Arizona State, despite being on the road. And then I got to talk about this one, Bedlam. Oklahoma State at Oklahoma starting Thursday night on Thursday Night Throwdown on the ESPN. Every game of Bedlam will be on ESPN, ESPN2, or ESPNU, depending on which day. So I'm very much looking forward to how Bedlam turns out, and I think Oklahoma will win. But I'm kind of hoping Oklahoma State snags the series, but I think Oklahoma being at home gives them that advantage. I mentioned the Sun Belt, South Alabama at Troy for three games is a huge one. Um, personally, I would pick Troy, but Troy hasn't looked decent in Sun Belt play as of late, so I'm going to take South Alabama. A key one in the Atlantic Sun, Jacksonville State at Central Arkansas. Um, that's a very key matchup in seeding and determining who will be in the Atlantic Sun tournament next week. Villanova at UConn, the top two teams in the Big Ten, uh, Big East, excuse me, go ahead, head to head for three games. I think UConn being at home wins them that series. Weber State at Portland State. I know I said Weber State's not really close in the Big Sky, but they're playing the second place team, so that automatically draws my attention, so I'm intrigued by it. Uh, USC Upstate at Presbyterian, first versus second in the Big South. This could be Presbyterian's chance to leapfrog USC Upstate or even give Campbell and Longwood a chance to leapfrog. Uh, Cal State Fullerton at Hawaii for three games. If Cal State Fullerton were to drop any games in Hawaii, uh, Long Beach State certainly is going to be on the prowl to get back in that. Uh, race for the title and get that automatic qualifier. Uh, Marshall at North Texas is a low-key, very good series in the Conference USA with three games. Um, Patriot League, Lehigh at Boston University. Can Lehigh uh, knock Boston University off in the Patriot League? I'm not sure they can, but I would be intrigued. And lastly, uh, the top two teams in the Southern Conference, UNCG, will be at Samford for three games. Individual stat leaders, Sidney McKinney of Wichita State, second in batting average, .49. Jocelyn Allo of Oklahoma, third, .473. Jada Coleman, Oklahoma, fifth, 
Hope Trout on a vocalization ERA with a .1, which is absolutely absurd, by the way. UMBC's Courtney Coppersmith, second, .35. Georgina Cork, South Florida, third, .44. And UCLA's Lauren Shaw, fifth, .72. Courtney Coppersmith also leads the nation in strikeouts per seven innings at 13.3. Oklahoma State's Kelly Maxwell is second with 12.1. Stony Brook's Dawn Bodrug is third with 11.9. And Virginia Tech's Emma Limley, fifth. 11.8. Georgina Cork also leads the nation in victories with 31. USC Upstate's Hannah Houge is second with 26. Florida State's Catherine Sandercock and Northwestern's Daniel Williams are tied for third with 24. Justin Hall leads the nation in slugging percentage with a 1.161. Addison Barnard of Wichita State second to 1.105. Bailey Klingler of Washington, third, 1.014. Sydney Sanders of Arizona State, fourth, 0.982. And Grace Lyons of Oklahoma, fifth, 0.958. Justin Hall also leads the nation in on-base percentage with 0.62. Jada Coleman, third, 0.606. And Mississippi State's Mia Davidson, fourth, 0.585. Emma Koff is second of Georgia Tech is second in the nation in doubles with 22. Michigan's Christina Burkhart is tied for fifth with 18. Sydney McKinney leads the nation in hits with six, uh, 77. Cal's Tatum Onzaldo is tied for fifth, or is fifth, excuse me, with 69. Addison Barnard is crushing the home run game as she leads by eight home runs with 30. Jocelyn Allo and Miami of Ohio's Carly Spade are tied for second with 22. Bailey Klingler, fourth, 21. Mia Davidson, Northwestern's Rachel Lewis, and Charlotte's Bailey Van Noy are all tied for fifth at 20. Addison Barnard is also 12 RBIs up, leading the nation with 75. Bailey Klingler, second with 63. Jada Cody of Central Florida is third with 62. And Arkansas's Lenny Malkin, fifth with 59. Marissa Schuld of Arizona State leads the nation in strikeout-to-walk ratio at 16.6. Georgina Cork, second, 13.22. And UMBC's Kaya Matter, fifth, 9.29. Georgina Cork leads the nation in strikeouts still with 357. Bowling Green's Peyton Gottschall, second with 299. Don Baudrug and Virginia Tech's Keely Rochard tied for third with 279. And Marshall Sidney Nestor, 5th, 270. Team statistic leaders Oklahoma Lee's Nation batting average, 0.379. Louisiana, 2nd, 0.357. Wichita State, 3rd, 0.354. Arkansas, 4th, 0.346. Arizona, 5th, 0.336. Oklahoma Lee's Nation in ERA with a 0.74. UCLA second, 1.28. Morgan State, surprisingly, is third, 1.56. South Florida fourth, 1.58. And Murray State fifth, 1.67. Florida State leads the nation in fielding percentage at .984. Omaha second, .983. Boise State third, .983. Oklahoma State fourth, .982. And Florida fifth, .981. Oklahoma leads the nation homers per game with 2.52. Wichita State 
is second, not far behind, with 2.48. Miami of Ohio, third, 2.04. Arizona State, fourth, with two per game. And Arizona State, fifth, or no, excuse me, Arkansas, fifth, 1.94. Oklahoma also leads the nation in scoring or runs per game with 8.93. Wichita State, second, 8.27. Arkansas 3rd, 7.57, Duke 4th, 7.44, and Arizona State 5th, 7.17. Oklahoma leads the nation in slugging percentage with a .771, Wichita State 2nd, .693, Arizona State 3rd, .65, Arkansas 4th, .635, and Duke 5th, .624. UCLA leads the nation in strikeout-to-walk ratio at 6.71. San Diego State second, 6.08. Oklahoma third, 5.31. South Florida fourth, 5.24. And Oregon State fifth, 5.15. Lastly, Georgia Tech leads the nation in walks with 221. Texas A&M second, 210. Central Florida third, 207. App State, or Appalachian State. Is fourth with 206, forgive me again for yawning, and LSU is fifth with 205. So that is everything I have for you all this week. Um since conference tournaments will be starting on Tuesday, I will be doing a an episode every night, re previewing the day before's or starting Monday night, I guess, previewing the day uh, next day's tournament action and games, and basically getting you up to speed on what's going down in what conference and then starting Tuesday night we'll be recapping what's happened and then previewing the next day as we go through out the week so it will be an episode Monday night Tuesday night Wednesday night Thursday night Friday night Saturday night and of course Sunday night um after the selection show um, so I'll have reaction to that and where I see everything going down and happening and I look forward to how all that goes down next week because that's going to be fun times um, probably will be shorter episodes since they are every night there will be less to cover um, so I'm looking forward very much to getting to for getting into the conference tournaments next week. So we'll have an episode every night starting next Monday or starting Monday night. Um, certainly check out Bedlam. That is a series that I think is must watch TV this weekend. Um, so check that out across the ESPN uh, linear platforms. Um, enjoy the softball this weekend. I hope you have a great, happy, safe weekend, uh, safe week. 
or well, I got at least weekend since I will be talking to you all on Monday night. Um, but again, watch softball, enjoy the softball, and I will be back Monday night previewing Tuesday's conference tournament action. So look forward to it. I will talk to you then. Until then, enjoy the softball. This is Tyler signing off with the Around the Bases podcast. Good night, everybody.